1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. While we were yet sinners, He died for us.
1: Welcome to the Healing Word. This is a ministry of the Largo Community Church. On the program today, Pastor Jack Morris is going to lead us in a study of God's love and explore what the Bible has to say about this most awesome gift. Let's go to Pastor Morris now for an introduction of today's message God's love.
2: Hello, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. The sermon I'm going to bring this morning is found in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Let me read it to you. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that amazing? It amazes me that while I was disobeying God, not loving Him, not serving Him, doing things that, that broke His heart, He loved me, took my sins, went to the cross, and took the penalty. He did that not only for me, but He did it for you and everyone who will turn to Him and believe on Him. While we were yet sinners, breaking the law of God and doing it repeatedly is amazing. I want to bring this message to you. It's in my heart, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will take it from my heart to your heart and that you will hear it and know how much, how much God truly loves you that He did something for you that will last forever and ever. If you give your heart to Him, He has already given uh, His heart to you. God's blessings be upon you. Let's go into the sanctuary. Hear this message of God's abounding love that knows no limits. His love is reaching out today. I'm praying, I truly am praying that His love will touch your heart and you'll respond by giving your heart to His heart. God's love. I don't know that I have a more favorite subject than God's love. The power of God's love is awesome. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. God's great and wonderful love. We talked uh, about the love of God so often. Uh, We read John 3.16 and quote it very frequently. These words have become so old and so familiar that we can read them and quote them with little or no emotion. We're just so used to these holy words that they just glimly pass through our lips without producing awe or amazement. We've just become maybe too familiar. And so I'm praying this morning that the Holy Spirit would come upon every person here And that we would hear these words like we've heard them for hearing them for the very first time. And that the word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would sink deep into our hearts. That we would be moved and there would come an awe, a reverence that God loves us. That God loves us. I think everybody here would be able to say, yeah, I believe God loves me. But I mean to really know it, to feel it, to experience the warmth of it. The transforming power of God's holy and wonderful love. Now this is the thing that amazes me the most and and I'm awed and I'm stirred by it as I read Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. In what? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's amazing. Amazing. I can't get over it. I don't want to get over it. While we were still sinners, God didn't wait until we got good. While we were still bad, God came to us and loved us while we were still sinners. Now, once that penetrates my mind and my heart that God did this for me because he loves me, while I was still a sinner, he loved me. He loved me when I didn't love him, when I was paying no attention to him when I was completely ignoring him, when I was breaking his law, when I was just doing everything that I shouldn't be doing, God loved me. That's amazing. Why? Why? I don't love people. I I can't in the way that God loved me when people are treating me the way uh, that some people will treat some people. You know, it's it's hard to love some people. You know that. (laughs) You know there are some people it's hard to love them. But God loves everyone equally, no respecter of persons, with the same degree, the same amount of love, with no reservation whatsoever. This is awesome, absolutely awesome. Now, once that begins to penetrate my mind and heart, that God loves me that much, now in return, I start loving God back. That's the only way that I can love and reverence God, is to experience first God's love to me and once I have experienced it not just read about it heard about it but truly experienced it now something starts happening in me and I start to think this wonderful God who cares so much for me and loves me so greatly and now I'm beginning to love him back Love produces love. Let me tell you a story that happened over 50 years ago at the Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. There was a sociology professor there who, who asked his students to go downtown into the slums, inner city of Baltimore, and interview 200 young men and then come back and predict what's going to happen to their lives. His class Went downtown, interviewed the students, got their names, address, everything they could get regarding those young men downtown. They came back to the classroom, and that sociology class predicted that 90% of those 200 young men, 90% of them would spend time in prison. That was their prediction. Now, these were educated sociology students. Well, 25 years passed, and now the sociology professor is still there. He has, a, obviously, a new class, and he asked them, now, I want you, speaking to his class, I want you to search and find those 200 young men, see where they are today. They had their names, their addresses, and uh, they, they began a search. Well, amazingly enough, that class was able to locate 180 of those 200 young men and they came back to the class and they discovered that only four of those 180 only four of them had spent some time in jail now their prediction was absolutely way off and so now the question in the discussion is why were we so wrong why was that class 25 years ago so wrong? So they began to search for a common denominator, and 100 of that 180, had, all of them had one particular teacher in common that they reverenced who greatly influenced their lives. Well, now the search is on, where is that teacher? And they found her in a nursing home in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, The news went there to her, and uh, this old, old lady, her name is is Sheila O'Rourke, and Mrs. O'Rourke said that she didn't understand why all this fuss was being made about her. (laughs) She said, the only thing I ever did was to love each one of those boys. That's all I ever did. Now, love begets love. Now, her love. Sheila O'Rourke's love, an imperfect human love, gave those boys a life. Now God's love is divine and it's perfect. If human imperfect love can give a life, what can perfect divine love? It gives eternal life. Friend, God loves you. And His love, if you'll open your heart and receive it, it'll change things. It'll turn things around. It'll make everything brand new. Oh, believe me this morning what I'm saying. Believe me, please. It's for your life, your spouse, your children, your home. Love changes things. There's power in love. Now, there are three witnesses of God's love to us. First, there's the witness of His Word. He tells us repeatedly, this is a whole letter of love to us. Let me ask you a question. A rhetorical question. You, you think now, you, you answer it in your mind. Who do you love? I want you to think of some people. I want you to name them now. You think about them. Who do you love? Well, I love my family. You know, Parents love children. Children love Grandparents. There's aunts and uncles and siblings and on and on. Well, that's wonderful. I know you love them. You love your friends. Oh, there's the word. That's the word i reach. Friends. Who are your friends that you love? Well, my friends are people who treat me nice. Right? You don't have, really, I don't imagine you have very many friends who treat you badly. If they do, you'll begin to ignore them and separate yourself from them. But friends, friends who treat you nice... People that you treat nice. They they do nice things for you. You do nice things for them. Well, let me ask you another question. Is there anybody else that you love other than family and friends? The answer might be, I I don't suppose so. Uh, Who else is there to love? God so loved the world and everybody in it. World meaning cosmos. The ungodly, sinners, lawbreakers. God didn't love just friends, people who treats him not treated him nice. But he loved all of us so much that he gave his only begotten son. What a gift. Why would God give his son for me? I wouldn't give my son, well, I was going to say for you, but... And, <laughs> Would you give your son for me? Or no, think about it, God gave his son. And when I begin to realize that, and that begins to get inside me and churn, and, and, and I begin to ruminate that, and belief in my heart begins to grow, and, and, and my spirit is quickened, I find that I can't help myself. I have to love him because he first loved me.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed. And there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Can
2: you say amen? amen? Amen. That's the first witness the written witness. The second witness is the creation testimony. Now Paul says in Romans chapter 1 verse 20 that creation itself is a witness that there is a God and a God who prepares for us. Now we look at the trees and uh, we were going to put stained glass windows in the building and we thought we wouldn't because I thought it's so nice sometimes just to glance out and look at, the, look at creation and look at the clouds. And So we decided years ago that we, we wouldn't do it. And uh, I, I'm glad that we didn't. If I had it to do over, I'd put more glass uh, all over this place so we can look out and see God's creation. Creation is there, but creation is not enough. We can be awed by creation and never know the creator. There are people... You have neighbors and I do too. We'll ask them, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. But they don't live for God. They don't worship God. They don't go to church. But I believe in God. There's a lot of people like the child can look at the stacks and know there's something behind it all. But the child never knows the author. We can look at creation and we know it just didn't happen that there's there's an author behind creation. But still never know the author. Never know the God who designed it all. Now, Jesus comes today to speak to us about eternity, about God's great love for us, to help us to know Him, to serve Him, to love Him. But some some way, some way, friend, I, I don't know how, and I'm really having a difficult time right now trying to express myself. We have all of this evidence. Churches everywhere, we know their places of worship. We have all of creation, Some people even go to church and join a church and even go through the sacraments and never, never know what it's all about or the person behind it all. How many people come to the holy table and partake? They hear this is the body, this is the blood. They hear it all. They hear it over and over. But they never know the person whose body was broken and whose blood was shed. They know the sacraments. They can tell the history. They can tell what it means. But they never know the author. January the 12th, 2007. A young man took Metro downtown Washington, D.C., got off the Metro. He walked over by the wall, stood by a trash basket, takes his violin, opens it up, takes out the violin, leaves the violin case open, and he takes some pocket change and a few dollars as seed money, and he puts in, thinking the people will go by and put some money in. And then he begins to play. He played beautifully. Now, he's a white man, has on jeans, has on a long sleeve T-shirt, and has a Washington National uh, ball cap on. Very nondescript. A thou- he only was there for 45 minutes and approximately a thousand people walked by. And he played Mozart. He played Schubert. He played the most beautiful music and very few people paid any attention at all. This was all designed and done by the Washington Post, this very man, three days prior, was at the, Baltimore, uh, at the Boston Symphony Hall that was packed out, and the ordinary seats went for $100 a seat. Three days later, he's down here in Washington, D.C., and people just walk by. Now, Jesus came into this world and his own received him not. Not only his own, but those of us today. We know about him. We know about John 3.16. We know about the Bible. We know about communion. But everything has become so ordinary and nondescript that we don't see the reverence and feel it. We don't experience the worship and the awe. We don't know him. It's all about him. But we don't know him. We look at creation, but we don't know the Creator. Friend, I've got to ask you a question this morning. Do you know him? If you don't, please give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. That young man downtown playing that violin, 27 people walked by and dropped some money in. They counted the money, it came to $32. And they didn't know the man. Paid no attention to the music. But only three days prior, $100 a seat. Some years ago, a young man and his father had a falling out. They really had a bad, bad argument. The boy did something that was bad. And his father was just outraged by what his son had done. And the argument was so severe that the boy left home, left home, gone for several years. The father didn't know where his son was, knew nothing about his son. But the mother knew where the son was and kept in touch with the son. And they wrote letters back and forth. But the mother never told the father because the father was just so, so very angry with that boy. So very angry. Well, several years passed and the young man, it was getting Christmas time close to Christmas, and he wanted to come home. But he knew that if his father hadn't forgiven him, he wouldn't be accepted. But he wanted to come home, and he wrote to his mother. He said, I want to come home. I want to see you and Dad. And the mother wrote to him, and they corresponded back and forth. And so the, the boy said, Do you think Dad will forgive me and let me back in the house? you think Dad will love me? You think dad will forgive me? Well, they wrote back and forth until there's no more time to write letters. This was before email. No more time to write letters. And so the, the mother wrote him one more time. And she said, son, I want you to come home. She said, but she said, it, things have, have, have to be different here in the house. You can't come in unless your dad has forgiven you. And she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She said, you catch the train. And when the train nears the station near our house, she said, if there's a white cloth tied on the limb, she says, you'll know to get off that dad has forgiven you. In the meantime, I'm going to talk to your father and see if I can get him to acknowledge forgiveness for you. She said, but if you don't see that white cloth, she said, it would be best for you not to get off, but to keep on going. So the boy got on the train. They neared the station. And the boy was so nervous now that he said to his friend that was traveling with him, he said, would you look out the window? He said, I can't. He said, I'll describe the tree to you. But he said, I, I can't look out that window. He said, so they, they exchanged seats. And when they came near the station, a little, several minutes before they got to the station, the companion looking out the window said, was Quiet. He he didn't say a word. And then he turned to his friend and he said, There's a white cloth tied on every limb of that tree. (laughs) Now, in a sense, Jesus is that white cloth tied on a tree called Calvary, saying, I want to save you, daughter. I want to save you, son. Come home. I want to save you. I want to love you. I want to make your life beautiful. I want to help you. Come home. You're forgiven. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Jesus is here this morning, friend. You'll never have a better opportunity. And I know in my heart right now, some have drifted, and your experience in Christ has become dim. You don't have that spiritual luster that you once had. Friend, he's talking to you also. Come to this altar today. But before you come down, and everybody's welcome, you don't have to be a member of the Largo Community Church. All you need to do is be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. And this is not a denominational table. This is the Lord's table. So I have no right over it. Only he has the right over it. But give your heart to the Lord. Experience his love. Experience it. Feel it. That's what I'm talking about. Embrace Him who is and has embraced you.
1: Have you personally experienced God's love and the forgiveness He offers through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross? If not, reach out to Him in prayer right now and thank Him for creating you and for that love that will stand for eternity. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I want to thank you for listening to
2: The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting the healing word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, for the mailing address and to learn more about the
1: Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.